Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. Today I'm at Nashville's Basement East with Barty Strange. It says right there on his uh, guitar strap. Yeah. Mr. Strange, how you doing? I'm good, dude. How are you? Very well. I'm so yeah. glad we were able to do this. This is your last tour date, I believe, of the year. Yes. Busy year for you? Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're ready to be not. I'm sure you're glad that it has happened, given the world we had lived in for years, but uh, yeah. ready to probably take a break. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't believe we've played so many shows yeah. in the last year and a half. Like, we started touring pretty heavy, like, last August. And okay. it's been pretty nonstop since then. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of stuff booked for next year. So it's nice to kind of have a little bit of a like break. I can go home and record. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you got a lot of ideas percolating. Yeah. And uh, like I said, off camera, mutual fans. I guess Bartiz is a big fan of yeah. the Rig Rundown. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Live Forever, Farm to Table. Great records you guys should check out. I wore this in honor of one of the interviews he did with someone else, uh, guitar related. He said, uh, big reason why you play guitar is at the drive-in and Fall of Troy, which yes. I was like, we're best friends. You know that scene from Step Brothers? That's exactly how I felt reading those interviews. Oh my God, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, yeah. man, Thomas Eric. That's like, those are the best guitar players. Yeah, but incredible. it doesn't stop there for me. It's so interesting because it, I tell people like, check out this guy, Party Strange. If you, the, first, the first song doesn't grab you, just wait, something will. Because right. your music, like, like tiff, uh, you're like music, thesaurus and dictionary are so wide and so verse it, it it lends itself to so many different musical i know that comes up in a lot of your interviews but it is true that you incorporate so much different music and you create so much of it on your own in terms of like guitar stuff but then also electronic stuff so it's it's refreshing to have a guitar driven band and artist but still incorporate many other facets of music that's out there yeah i mean i always kind of felt like i think i feel like people aren't really honest all the time with like what they're actually listening to. Yeah. You know, I think most people like a lot of things. Yeah. Even my friend, I grew up in like a pretty like country town and everyone was like, oh, I just like country music. And I'm like, you like the Nelly record, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like Get Rich or Die Trying too. Yeah. You also like Leanne Rimes, yeah. You like Toby Keith and you like Brad Paisley's guitar playing. But you also like like freaking B2K and like pop songs and yeah. stuff, you know. Oh, sorry, these are all really dated references I'm talking about. Middle school Bartiz. Yeah, right like 90s or literally 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2003, the golden era of music, as, as everyone knows. Yes. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's move on. We've done enough uh, preface and dance around it. Let's get mm -hmm. right into it. It's Gear Talk, and this is a guitar that you have used quite a bit. So tell me about it. So basically, what we have here is a Gibson 335 electric okay. guitar. Electric uh, Spanish for the electric new Spanish for the people that are. <laughs> getting into the electric guitar market and haven't had a lot of opportunities to play them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this one though. I bought it at Chicago Music Exchange. It's like a gorgeous burst. Um, it's a Murphy Lab aged one, a okay. custom shop one. It's pretty like sick, honestly. Yeah. It's the dopest 335 I've ever played. I remember like emailing them and being like, I normally at home, my like baby guitar is a 1967 Epiphone Casino, cherry yeah. red, right? Yep. I love that guitar. But I'm always like too scared to bring it out. And so I wanted something that was big, but I also didn't want P90s. I wanted something a little bit more versatile. Well, because I've seen um, you with that 125. Exactly. The NPR thing. And that thing sounds killer. Um, but I've made modifications to it and made it really rare, and I'm afraid to bring that too. Okay. So it's funny when you start touring, you have all these things you love, and then you're like, I don't know if I'm at the level to protect those things, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like you have that funny spot where you're like, I just got to bring things out of work. but. You know, this is a really great piece and yeah. like it kills and it's versatile, very low output on humbuckers. So okay. 
I can get clean and it can chirp a little bit, but I can also like go off on it, you know, like get kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, have you done anything to it besides anything else? No. Or I should say, have you done anything to it? I've bled on it a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's blood all over it. What does that come? I mean, obviously, probably playing the guitar, but I play with my hands most oh, of the time. That's right. And I grew up playing hardcore music, so Which I don't a- give up. I don't back off. Yeah. It's just just go for it, you know. <laughs> my fingers are all meth band-aids and stuff. Oh so wow. Meth. Yeah. Uh, what do you use for strings? Um, these are 11 Diodario nickels, pure nickel st- strings, um, which I like on this guitar. Okay. Um, they're bright, but not too pingy. Um, I like the pure nickel stuff. I, I didn't really use them before. I feel like a lot of people, when they want like a different sound, they go to like a new guitar or a new amp. Yeah. I would encourage you to try different strings first. Yeah. Like I've been like just going through the Stringjoy stuff, Ernie Ball stuff, and then the Diodario stuff just stuck. And I really like the pure nickels on these, and I've been rocking that. Now, uh, I, I think talking about the music uh, vocabulary that you have, a capo, which I know that gets used for different reasons, changing keys, but I, I hear, and especially in the new record, like Mulholland Drive, I don't know if that's you or Dan, mm-hmm. is uh, like American football references, like the emo math core stuff. So I bring that up because we're getting to the capo. So what capo do you have? Do you have a preference? You know, <clears throat> the capo that I love the most isn't here right now, R.I.P. Um, my band is behind this cape, this um, camera, yeah. and they're all smiling they're because I lose eight capos on oh, tour. Really? I just can't keep. I, it's like I throw them on. It's like a mess. I play okay. the song and I'm just like, Pfft. so not precious. It's gone. Okay. But Diodario makes a sick one. It's got like the way you can like roll it. Yeah. It's like the Schaller one or whatever. Wait. It, yeah, it's got it's like the, lock. It's got the lock on it, which is really great, and it clamps really well, and it's long enough and flat enough that it works on this and my Jazzmaster. Okay. And normally I have issues where a capo will work on this because it's so flat, but when I put it on a Jazzmaster, it doesn't get the E string yep. really well because, you know, so I really like that one for that reason. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty good, too. Um, Jim Dunlop, J- Dunlop, USA. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some free ones in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> now, what should we know about this guitar when it comes to tuning? Does it does it ride in one particular tuning? This one will be in standard or in day-day, as I call it, D-A-D-A-A-E. Okay. Which is what I play heavy hard in. But I put it in dadgad a lot. I move this sucker around. I don't know what it is about this one. It's probably because it's a custom shop one and it's like super nice, but like mm-hmm. the G-string doesn't really mess with me that much. And like the brake angle on the neck is pretty flat for a Gibson. Yeah. And so I feel like I can throw it all over the place. I put it in all types of things. Because it is a Gibson and you brought up the headstock, have you broke it yet? No. Okay. I haven't broke it yet. Next time you will. I know. By the next rundown, I mean. I know. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, I'm, I've, I've committed to this guitar. I'm like, we're just going to go through it together. Yeah. And it's okay because it sounds so good. Well, let's move on to your other friends because I, yeah. uh, I don't want to have the 335 hog all the time. Yeah. I don't have too many others, but I got some cool ones. Yeah, this, when you come to go on tour, besides you know keeping the ones that are sentimental or valuable at home for mm-hmm. uh, insurance reasons, what do you what provide what like provokes you to make choices and what you take out? Well, the set first of all. Yeah. Um, it really depends on what sounds I need. I felt like for this set. Our sets are like super dynamic, mm. so I need something that, I need two guitars that can play a lot of different songs, yeah. and then one that's like a backup, yeah. you know? So I feel like between the 335, I can get through the whole set on the 335. I can also get through the whole set on a Jazzmaster because of the rhythm circuit. That's I use true. the rhythm circuit a lot. 
so I can get as dark as that 335, and I, I can also get bright. Huh. So I rock that. You're one of the few people that embrace that circuit. A lot of people either oh. strip it out or just have it taped off. No, I think it's great. <laughs> it's like such a trick, and and you can use it as a kill switch. Like yeah. there's so many things you can do with that circuit. It's like underrated, yeah. extremely. Well, let's talk about this space age thing. Yeah, um, this guitar is made by a dude named Mike Baranek. It's called an RE1. Um, this guitar is super sick. He built it for me after my first record, Live Forever, came out. On right here, it says Never Died because the record's called Live Forever, and I. My signature has a little smiley face, and he put one on there for me. The pickup slides. Ooh. It's a gold foil that he handmade. Um, you've got like a whammy bar. It's like the Duesenberg tremolo. There's also mutes here that rind up, so you can get like an acoustic kind of chunky chuck sound with wow. it, which is nuts. It sounds freaking rad. How did this friendship start? I don't know. He's Bro. a fan, but like, how did how did someone? Instagram. Oh no. Everything good that has happened to me in my life really? has been because of Instagram in the last two years. I've met so many people on Instagram. That's true. Like, especially during the pandemic, like, that was the only way anyone was, like, meeting new people. Yeah. And I saw this dude, Eric Slick, drummer for uh, Dr. Dog. There you go. And a bunch of other folks, and Natalie Prass, you know. Like, okay, yeah. He's dope. He's a cat, Tennessee cat, um, but from Philly, I think. But um, he was getting one made. And he was like, you should hit him up. I think he likes your music. And I hit him up, and he was down, built it for me. And now it's so two cool. of them. Um, walking tuners on the back. Fully custom, like, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Plays so well. Do sounds you, beautiful. Do you move the pickup? Like, obviously, I'm sure in experimental phases and in recording and stuff like that you do, but, like, on stage? Yeah, I mean, like, the positions are so different. It's, like, literally neck bridge yeah and then you've got like a tone cut and it's like cuts all the bass out that is so wild that looks like a little like oxygen thing like i'd need if i was hiking up the appalachians it reminds me of bubble boy <laughs> or like bioshock if anyone's played that video game so cool. what uh what what songs does this get used for heavy heart okay. most of the time just because i love how honestly this Oil just people need to check that song it. out and then if you guys see you live you, you and dan have like a almost like a, a guitar combat yeah yeah that happens often because dan's a bad dude and we fight a lot <laughs> just with guitars though. just with guitars well let's move on because i feel yeah. like we got to get the other guys involved and i don't want to take right, 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 right. too much time the from the band pom-pom squad as well there i know they need to get on stage and oh yeah they got sound check that's important um, this guitar is sick. Um, so, this is a Jazzmaster. I have a 59 Jazzmaster that I love, yeah. that I don't take on the road. And I was talking to my boy Jason at Fender, and I was like, dude, I want to take this Jazzmaster out, but I'm so scared. And he was like, send me all the specs, we'll build you one. And so, That's so cool. I was like, okay, well, can I change the color? Because I've always wanted a matching headstock one. I've always wanted an Aztec gold one, and he went in on it. Yeah. So that's what this is. It's just a custom shop, Jazzmaster, anodized guard, gold on gold. Very, very cool guitar. Anything specific about the pickups when you requested this build? I was like, make them as period specific as you can to a 59. Okay. And they did. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like identical. Can we hear it quick? Yes, of course. Now, is this one of the backups for these two? This one is like, I start the set with this. Okay. I play like the first four songs with this guitar. 
And then I switch to the 335 for the what, rest. What starts the set? Ooh, the song Escape the Circus and then In a Cab. Oh, Escape the Circus reminds me very much of like, it makes sense, Jazz Master. It makes me think of like Kevin Shields. It's yeah. very like 80s. Yes. Kevin Shields, great guitar player. Yeah. Really good Jazz dude. Master. Yeah. circuit how do you use that in conjunction with what you got going on your board here yo it's sick because then you can like have this in the bridge like a rhythm and one's like a jumper you know one, one thing worth noting too is that at times you guys have three guitarists going so <clears throat> as brash as that sounds probably right now you need that to stand out yes and so that's a thing that i'm sure you have to have balance as as a three guitar band at times yes because dude the wildest shit thing about it is like oh you can say that oh fine. cool the yeah. wildest shit about it <laughs> is like not only are there three guitar players it's like three people that all have choices yeah really made some choices on the guitars there's flying v's sgs yeah it's like tone capital of the world <laughs> so you have to poke like if you don't bring it aggressively you're just gonna get smothered does that make you the governor then of tone capital <laughs> yeah <laughs> governor barty strange governor of tone capital usa incorporated llc glad glad to meet you governor good to meet you citizen <laughs> citizen, citizen keys now, uh, I see an acoustic here. What, what? Oh, we're not done. What is this little gentleman? This acoustic for? guitar is cool. It's a little Gretsch. Oh, fun. Yo, I love this guitar. I found it at this little guitar shop in Nashville, or Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Durham, North Carolina, I um, It's cool. I got it because um, I had a couple nice acoustics, but I didn't want to bring them on the road. I wanted something with a pickup in it that was didn't make a lot of hum. Yeah. And this one does a really good job of not sounding like Graham's very bright acoustic. It's, you know, pretty boxy and dark, which I thought was actually good because I felt like every time I saw an acoustic guitar, like in a live setting, it yeah. was bright and like annoying. And so this guy, pretty dark. Oh yeah. And you can plug it into an amp. Yeah. You can put a little vinyl thing on the end of it too if you want to get some wobble and you know kind of be a little weird but like it'll, it sounds better I think than a lot of DI acoustics. 180 bucks. Nice. Yeah. That's a score. Yeah. Crusher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get you back on the 335 Bartiz and then we'll talk about your amp real quick which I have a question. Yeah. Started with the Voxes I know. Uh huh. And then you made a change, at least recording-wise. Maybe, maybe live too. You can correct me, but uh, you're a Fender guy, Fender amp guy now. Yeah, mostly. But, but I see a AC30 behind us. What gives? Well, I've been. Do rocking... tell Tone Capital. Well, okay. governor. In Tone Capital USA, things change. The weather, <laughs> all types of things. And I honestly like the three of us are always kind of looking at each other like, what is not right yeah. with the amp? Is it an amp? Is it a guitar? Like, what's there's dysfunction in Tone Capital. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, for this tour, I want to try an AC30 again, because I grew up playing AC30s. Yeah. And I stopped 
because I heard a Fender that sounded really good and I was like, Lowe's, oh my God, yeah. I love that. And did that all through my 20s. And then they sent me this AC30 and I played it and I was like, oh my God, Chris Pies, so nice. Yeah. And with the 335, it was just like this meat in the middle that I didn't realize I was missing. And I was running out of headroom with the Vibrolux I was using. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. And I just, I like it. It sounds really good. And it's got Elnico Blues in it, which I couldn't afford. But now with the new Vox stuff, like it's a little cheaper and you can get blues in it without it being hand wired. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And I, I liked how it sounded. Sounds great. I mean, I grew up playing a lot of country music. <laughs> It yeah. sounds like, it's just like a honker. Yeah, it which does. Which is nice. Now, let's dive right into the pedal board here. Yeah. What, what's going on? Walk okay. us through what you got and how you're using it. Tuner, polytune, good tuner. Yep. First thing. But um, this is cool. I used to play like the blues drivers a lot. And then um, my friend was like, this is like a really nice blues driver. You should check it out. The Bondi blue Breakers. I really love this pedal. Um, I use it in like a pretty... I wouldn't say transparent. It definitely kicks a little bit. But it's not like sending me through the roof. No. I'll norm it on, I'll use it on a song where I need like something just a little bit more than a clean sound to okay. cut through a little bit with the other two guitar players who All are right. being very loud. Um, after that, this is like a um, Land Devices HP driver. A lot of people use it as just like a preamp on a really low gain setting. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like the coolest lead sound. And it kind of does like a P90 breakup thing, which I love because I'm always recording with my casino at home, but yeah. I don't want to bring it. So it does like a P90 kind of thing, which I like. What yeah. did you use on Lady Luck? Because that's a single of yours that I really love. And that, uh, that back end of that song has some, some nasty tone. Yeah, man. That is my casino cranked through like a... 72 vibro champ that I just so ripped. Just, just amp. Yeah, it's just amp. Okay. Yeah, and that's what that sounds like. It's that like wiggity ass breakup that those old P90s do on those Gibsons, and it's like one of my favorite sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's carry on with the parade. Got a box of rock here. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. I love that. Yeah. I just got this pedal. I, I've been having overdrive and distortion issues since um, 2012. <clears throat> wow. It's been 10 years of, long of weird distortion and overdrive in my life. And then um, I got this like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, this solved all my problems. It's sick because the channels are independent of each other. That's cool. Can you run, I don't, I'm not, I haven't owned one, but do, can you run them into each other or are they like separate? You can run them into each other depending on what you press first. Got it. Which is lit. Because a lot <laughs> of times this boost is dope. <laughs> It's God. sick, so I'm a big fan of that pedal. After that, I've got a DM3, an old one. I mean, it's kind of messed up, but that's why it's good. It's so old that it's just like hanging in there and sagging, but Well, you kind of probably like the sag because exactly. it's reminiscent of those tape echoes that you use in the studio. Exactly. And you can do the oscillation stuff, which is nice. I like to do that a lot during yeah. the set. So, a nice analog delay. You know, the Line 6 delay was modeled after this. The DL4? The, yeah, on the DL4, it's the DM3 delay. So, huh. yeah, I learned that in high school. 
After what that, class did you learn that, or just like general life studies? <laughs> okay, extracurriculars. Thuggin. Um, <laughs> this next one is a cool compressor, dude. It's like a two-channel one. You can control like the comp, the compression amount, and you can have a boost right after it, uh -huh. which is super dope. And like the lights light up to tell you what's popping. Oh, I see it. Yeah, and you got two channels, which I use the second channel as just a straight up boost. So it's a which is cool when you're switching between a 335 and a Jazzmaster. Yeah, it can help equalize the volume. Yeah, you can like have some world. Um, this is by Farm um, Devices or Farm Pedals, I think. It's a farm, up, I think, in Maine where they like farm all year, but in the winter there's nothing pedals. to do, so they make pedals. And this is a tremolo, and it's amazing sounding. And it's got a ramp. Oh wow, that's nice. Amazing, and it's got a gain on it. Is Gorgeous that in pedal. place or overriding the Vox? Because sometimes they come with vibrato. I don't use that vibrato. Okay. I like this one a little more because I can ramp it with yeah. my feet and I don't got to turn around. Yeah. When you got a set and you got to be tight and cute and you got to make it like just flow really perfectly, I can't turn around much. Yeah. Um, so also, this pedal's really cool. It's a delay pedal. It's got like all sorts of delays. I like to use the tape setting. It's a rewind. Um, I think this is by Matthews Effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. That's the tape. Yeah. You can control the wow and the flutter and the drive and the gate. Very cool. And the age of the tape. Wow. wow. Pretty sweet. That's a unique setting. Pretty dirty. Or variable. This guy is very fun. Um, it's a Fairfield circuitry pedal. It's their um, modulation pedal that they make. Shallow water, I believe it's what it's called. It's sick because there's a low pass gate that reacts to how your fingers are, how hard it's hitting the strings. The dynamics. Yes, which I've always wanted in modulation pedals. So if you go in on it, it'll dip and yeah. you can control like the amount and like if it's a quick dip or if it's spread out being more like a chorus. Rather than being like that neurotic guy that's going down up. Down. Exactly. <laughs> This is by um, a company called Obsidian, this black one with the gold knobs. It's like something between like a rat and like a freak, like spitty fuzz. Uh -huh. um, the sucker is just loud and it's just great. Let's I mean, hear it. Like. It's cool because you can hear all the strings still. Yeah. Like even though it's fuzzy, you have articulation. And I do a lot of open strings in the back. All that ah, is still there and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Got a blooper here, which I use for a couple songs. Like I have um, just not, I, I don't use it as a looper. I use it more as like a sample trigger, -er, Okay. you know, for black gold. Um, my parents, my whole family is on that thing. That's when rad. I, yeah, president and my family starts hey. talking through the yeah. things. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's thinking right now, but I'll show you after. Oh, there it goes. Oh, yeah. And then I start.
Love that. And there's all types of incredible functions on the blooper. You can chop it into bits and it randomly takes the sample and rearranges it. You've got gates and you can cut the filter and you can get really wild with that pedal. I've had it for like a year and a half and I still don't, I'm like amazed by it yeah. all the time. It's a really great recording tool because you can s sequence it with a MIDI and like lay it out over a track and do some wild shit, which yeah, I did a lot. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's stupid. Chase Bliss is a fool. Um, also got this Ventress Audio, or Source Audio, they make a Ventress, it's a dual reverb. Awesome pedal. Every kind of reverb you've ever want, from like big domes to halls, you can change the size of things, beautiful spring reverb sounds, shimmers, reverse reverbs, there's also a delay on it, there's MIDI, you can download different. I was say, and then you can get yeah. into an app and then get yeah. lost. Yeah, I mean, you can go nuts. I mean, I use it for so many things, it's like not even, it's like I have so many presets on this thing. Yeah. Like, it's a game changer, amazing pedal, for sure. So, I mean, and that's basically it. I mean, I've got a couple radio boxes. This is how I talk to my front of house engineer, Kitsy, or to the rest of the band. Got it. Um, and this is like proprietary Top Apple secret. software that they would kill me if they found out that I even had. Yeah, I signed an ND, and then you told us about it earlier off camera, but can't say anything about Sorry. this. Sorry, shout out to you, Tim Cook. You're, you've helped us out a lot, dog. <laughs> That's what happens when you're the governor of Tone Capital. Yeah, there's not a lot of places like this place. <laughs> Bartiz, we're gonna talk to Dan and Graham. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you, and thank you guys. Y'all are the best. <laughs> All right, we're over here with Graham, who covers not only guitar, but keyboard, but this is a guitar show. So we're going to keep it on guitar. Yeah, yeah. Graham, tell me about this Flying V. Uh, so I just got this for this tour. Awesome. And uh, I kind of got it because I thought, like, what's the most ridiculous thing that I could bring on stage? Yeah. And then slowly discovered that it's like the most comfortable guitar I've ever had. Really? Because the upper fret access yeah. is like incredible. It sounds great. It stays in tune really well. It's just, it's been, I, I was planning on using it for like a couple songs and it's been almost the whole wow. set now. Yeah. Have you done anything to it, or is it no, just no, as you yeah, bought it? Oh, all okay. Uh, what strings do you run? I know Bartiz was saying he runs 11s from Diodario. Yeah. What do you run? Uh, just 10s. Okay. Same thing, Diodario? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why 10s? Um, it's what it came with. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just not picky. Yeah, yeah you yeah. get used to it. You're kind of getting the pocket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what tunings does this guitar live in? I know that you guys have various tunings. Yeah, I, I'm actually just in standard okay. the entire night. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Is that just to keep your job easier, or you know, that's your parts in the song? It's just the parts in the songs and how it's shaken out. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Well, can we maybe? Well, we'll probably come back to this one when we get to your pedal board quick. But let's in get introduced to some of your uh, yeah. other friends. So this uh, this used to be the number one, and now it's I think on two songs. All right. Uh, but still great. It just like has a little more gristle than yeah. that has, and it it cuts in an interesting way. And I assume these are P90s, yeah. not like some P90 housed humbucker? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, and again, just all stock, 10s. How long have you had it? Uh, two years, I think. Yeah, yeah, relatively new. Well, let's hear this uh, gold top quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so what song? You said only a few songs, so what songs? Yeah, so I sometimes, I've been playing Kelly Rowland on the acoustic, but usually I kind of liked it on. up in an interesting way to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, what should we know about the acoustic as you grab it here? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's an orange wood, uh, I think it's called a Sierra. Oh, all right. Uh, From here, it looks like a Dreadnought style. Dread? It's a... Or it's maybe actually, an OM. It's a... I think it's an OM. Okay, yeah, it looks a little smaller. 
it's just going, it's just going direct. Nothing fancy. Uh, it's got a Bags anthem and uh, E standard. What song do you use that for? What songs? Uh, just Black Gold. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, keeping this moving right along, I'm gonna ask you kindly to get the the flying V back. Yes. So as you get the the V back on, plug back in. What are you actually plugging into on the other end of the cord? Uh, so it's a '68 uh, Custom Deluxe. I okay. think it's the new '68 Silver Face. How'd you land on that? Uh, the the custom side is a basement tone circuit. Okay. And I plugged into that because I liked deluxes generally, mm -hmm. but there was something about plugging into the basement side that was just like a, a little extra punch and a little yeah. extra grit that just totally did it. Cool. And uh, so that's, I'm assuming, stock? Stock yeah. speaker? All stock. All okay. stock. All right. And now we're diving into your pedal board, which has only four pedals. Yeah. Uh, because everything else is complicated. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to like get as simple as I can. Yeah. Uh, so what do you have here at your feet? Yeah. So I, this MS3 is modulation, delay, reverb, anything like that is just oh. coming out of that. Okay, so I didn't, I, I assumed it was just a switcher, like almost an effect switcher they have. That was originally why I got it, and then... I didn't know it had anything built in, in like that. In learning more about it, I found that out. Okay. I was like, oh, I could actually get rid of like half of my pedal board <laughs> yeah. and, just, and just use this. Um, but I feel like the one thing they don't do that well are gain pedals. Yeah. So just everything else is for gain staging. All right, well, let, walk us through the pedals that are here. Yeah, so this is, uh, the double barrel's just always on. Um, does it come on? Yeah, no, it's always on for the entire set. Uh, I throw on the other side for Boomer. Yeah, just for Boomer. Uh, the 385 comes on in the end of Boomer and during Mulholland Drive. Oh, all right. Uh, the black mass is for... Can we, I'm sorry to yes. cut you off there. No, no. Is, can we hear it, the two oh, sides yeah. of it? Yeah, 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 for sure. So... Now, is the double barrel, I'm not familiar completely with the circuitry. Yeah. Is, is it like a boost drive or is it like two separate drives? No, two separate drives. Okay. The, the left side is like a blues breaker sort of circuit and the right side is a like a tube screamery sort of thing okay yeah yeah cool and and then like i asked uh bartiz does the with the box of rocks you can run it can you run the two circuits into each other or are they yeah. independent uh they're they're totally independent you can go there's a little switch in the middle there so you can control which, which side is going oh, okay into which one and do you have it had the left side hit the right side yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are the three other pedals we got here up top? Yeah, so the, uh, this is a Walrus 385. It's supposed to be like the amplifier section of a film projector, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like a Blake Mills yeah. thing that he was doing. Uh, and it just... It just has like a little crispy yeah, sort of thing crisp. in the mid-range. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's really only from for Mulholland Drive and Boomer. Okay. Just because it gives it seems to because they're three guitar players. Yeah. It just needs something to be different. You guys are like the well. I know that he's no longer in Tulsa, but he's like you guys are like the Tulsa Skinner with the three guitar players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at times. At times. At times. So what else we got up here? Black Mass. I'm not familiar. Yeah. So it's a company out of Salem. I think. Okay. Uh, and it's that one's like a like a rat sort of circuit, but it's got I think eight different clipping modes. Oh wow! So I'm on uh, I think it's a LED clipping sort of thing. All right. 
Uh, and that is for uh, like the heavy heart solo and part of Escape the Circus. Okay. So. That sort of sound. Yeah, it makes those harmonics jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's the last but not least? Is uh, same company, it's called the First Herald. It's it's like a muff style fuzz, uh, but it's got a tweakable mid-range scoop, so you don't get totally lost oh, yeah. with everybody else. Uh, and that sounds like. And that's just on um, the, he has a cover of Lemon World that he does. Yeah. So it's just for the choruses of that. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask Bartiz, but we're, at, we're kind of running out of time, was that he has like a certain affinity for the national. More, yeah, because you guys have a couple yeah, covers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is cool that you guys incorporate that. I know that you did that on the, like, the del deluxe edition of Live Forever. Yeah. You had the cover on there, and it's cool that you guys are still embracing that. But Graham, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. I know we got to talk to Dan real quick, but uh, we're going to do that right now. Certainly, last but not least, this is Dan. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I bet you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With all the times I've asked you, because we edited that shit out. Tell me about this SG. Yeah, so um, this SG is a pretty new, it's new of last year. Okay. Gibson helped me out with it. I had some vision for it. It was almost like a kind of aesthetic first, honestly. I was like, it would be really cool to play an SG Junior for this gig. Yeah. I hope I like it. Yeah. It was kind of the thought, and I did. Kind of like with Graham with the V. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yes. And it took me, actually, it wasn't until we got the in-ears that it started to click for me. Okay. Because the, the, the P90 in the bridge position was a little, I had trouble hearing it kind of cut when we were just working off of stage monitors and just live amps. Yeah. But then once I got it closer to the ear, it made a lot more sense to me. And now it's kind of the main guitar that I use on gig. But I uh, threw a Bigsby on it. Um, and uh, I'm, I may eventually change the pickup out, but I'm, I'm kind of rocking with it now. So this is just a stock. P90. I gotta ask a really dumb question, but if oh. I didn't, someone would, you know, slander me in the comments. Yeah. Knobs. Oh. They look different. Is yes. there a reason? Uh, not particularly, except that my friend, uh, uh, Doc Mendelson, Eric Mendelson, who is a guitar guy in New York, uh, helped me out just working on this, and he did this little push-pull oh. situation, and I think this was, like, the knob that he had, and okay. I was like, that's awesome. I kind of... My actual, one of my original visions for this was to kind of look like it kind of had a black eye a little bit. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. I kind of want it to kind of deteriorate. That's what I'm, ho <laughs> I'm hoping for. Now, what does the switch do? The um, it, it, I think it, there's a little like, um, like a boost? it cuts oh, the high a little bit and there's a little like mid bump, but I honestly don't use it that much. Okay. But I probably will someday in some context, but right now I just kind of like using it wide open. Got it. Now, is this maybe like your main guitar, or do you use all the three instruments you have with you right now equally, or is this like your main this one? This is kind of the main one for this set, at least. And then the telly, and then I use that silver tone on whole line, just one tune. I'll save you uh, from playing right now in terms mm -hmm. of, we'll get that with the pedals, because sure. that sounds like your main guitar. But let's talk about these other two over here. Yeah, so this Telecaster I'll go to next. Um, this telly is... Uh, was my dad's, and he just gave it, gave it to me kind of on a permanent loan at the moment. That's cool. Um, but it is a 98, I believe, American Thin Line, and it is 
an amazing sounding telly. It's funny, I didn't say this to the boss man, Bartiz, but you guys in different formats and different uh, like performances either have all or at least one representing a telly, and yeah. you're the lone telly man. I am the lone telly, and there have been times when I think we've all had tellies. Yeah. And, but uh, yes, but this is a really special telly. My dad put a five-way, or sorry, a four-way switch. Okay. And I do use this little humbucker sometimes as like a boost. I, in heavy heart, I use this guitar, and it mostly lives on the neck. It's a really beautiful sounding neck, and then I'll sometimes boost it when I kind of feel like I need to. It, it's gig to gig, honestly. Can we hear it real quick yeah, before sure, we move sure. on? Just uh, give it a taste Absolutely. test. Absolutely. Um, let me dial in a little of the heavy heart sound for this. Uh, something like this. Oh, sorry. That would be the humbucker, actually. Okay. But. And then you might get. Nice. Yeah. I love this guitar. I love how warm that neck pick it up. Yes. Even, especially in the humbucker mode. Yes. Do you know if your dad bought it brand new in 98? Um, I don't believe so. It's more of a so. question for him, but I, I'm just curious but I think he got it a little bit later, but it probably wasn't that much later, honestly. Okay. It was, it was fairly... I, I was a younger person then, yeah. and I always admire, I mean, it's such a beautiful Telecaster. Yeah. And actually, the same guy who helped me work on the SG put these Gretsch knobs yeah. on this. Yeah, that's great. I just, yeah, I don't know, I, I'm kind of in a phase where I kind of like messing with the with the guitars. Yeah. Did you get that okay with Dad before? Yeah. Again, he, he gave me his <laughs> blessing to, okay. to, to, I think he's happy that I'm using it on the road. Yeah, that's rad. I love the binding in the black. It yeah. gives it like a, a tuxedo look. Exactly. And then I guess I'll bring this. This is a wow. cool, very special situation here. Yeah. So I, as I was saying, I use this on Hold the Line, um, but I have recorded with this guitar a lot since I've gotten it. Um, but as you can see, part of the special thing with this instrument oh, wow. is that it has a built-in amplifier, which I use. Um, but what's also cool about that is that it, you can switch between so, for example, in Hold the Line, I'll, you can hear that, so like, yeah, breaks up kind of cool. But then, we hit the, uh, like the second verse, and I'll flip this on. That's not exactly my settings there, but. Play it in uh, E, uh, D sharp, D, E flat. Yeah. Which is what I did in the studio as well. And then when it's on this little speaker mic setup, that probably gets pumped front of house. So yeah, we're micing this and also sure helped me kind of figure this out as well. Yeah. Oh, um, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Now, a lot of uh, the mojo on these old guitars 
is the pickups? Is that an original? Yes, it okay. is an original gold foil, and that was actually one of the reasons why I got it, because I was like, I really wanted a gold foil in my life. Yeah. And then the whole thing, I saw it, and I was like, I, need, I really need to have this. Because I just, this whole... Yeah. It breaks up so, in such a cool way to me. Very useful on I know that it wasn't records. what it was happening, but it definitely sounds like satisfaction could come out of this guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's true. Keith Richards. You can get all very retro tones out yeah. of that for sure. For and sure. it's not the first silver tone or like old kind of clunky guitar I've seen you with on like a performance. Like that NPR one. You had like a yes, big I, hollow body. I love that guitar. That's a Harmony, Harmony. H52. Yeah. Um, yes. I have definitely, I'm looking... I definitely look to kind of, if there's a guitar collector in me, it's the like old, random, you know, vintage guitar that's kind of cheap. Yeah, yeah. The, the old cheapies. And I should have asked Graham and Bartiz this uh, specifically, but I'm going to ask you and pinpoint mm -hmm. you down, is a lot of you guys' different performances over the years, you guys, I've traded instruments. Like I've seen like that mm -hmm. Nash Telly that's gotten passed around like a baton. That's very true. Yeah, so what was the mythology behind that or methodology behind yeah. that? Is that more like just like, this is what we have, so use it? Or is it, hey, these guitars were used in the recordings, so use it? Uh, I think it is, I mean, there's just a bit of a guitar culture in the band, yeah. as you know. So I, I think we enjoy, it's a combination of what's around, yeah. for sure, which happens, but also, yeah, there's a bit of a trading thing that happens, and I know Bartiz has used that telly on some things that we've done in the past, and it kind of just uh, what's around and it's what, a carousel. What makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll get you back yeah. on the SG, and while you do that, we'll briefly hit on the amp back there, which yeah. seems to be another Vox. It is another Vox. And which one is this particular? I love the the tweet on this one or the covering. Yeah, actually. So our front of house person, Kitsy, lent me this for the tour, which I appreciate. Shout out. Oh, killer. Um, it's a hand-wired AC-15. And I, uh, I do like it a lot. It's my first time really playing a Vox in a, other than like in rehearsal studios. Okay. Like but um, but uh, I remember playing one actually at a rehearsal and I was like, oh man, this is special. And I like, in some ways, uh, Bartiz's music is <laughs> it's kind of the heaviest music I've played mm. or been involved in. Okay. Um, and so I was kind of le leaned more towards the Fender amp thing, but then the I saw kind of what the Vox could do and how much it could cut, and just like there was a power to the whole thing. Yeah. And so I was I've enjoyed that. But the other kind of thing that's interested me is actually the clean tone is the thing that has been like in heavy heart. Okay. I, f I find with the hand-wired ones, there's, I feel this definition in the kind of, in the, um, I don't know, there's a fatter quality to it than the, the regular ones hmm. that I, I like a lot. Um, but Well, that's a good platform to jump off of, you know, from like a good core tone, especially if you're already feeling and vibing on the clean tone. Now, yeah. Yeah, you have all these tonal treats to go yes. through. Yes, and a lot of these are gains, actually. So let's go right yeah, through them. Go through the pedals. Yeah. So yeah, I as much as I the morning glory here is usually on, as much as I try to gain stage it so it's not. Yeah. It always ends up on <laughs> so, somehow. Like in Escape the Circus. Oh, let me just. It's say. like sugar and coffee. Just you know, I it's always got to have it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds good. But in Escape the Circus, sometimes I do play with it off. Put a little compression on, and little modulation 
let's see, like. subtle thing but um so that's the morning glory then the second stage i go to this um matthew's effect architect okay and my main reason for getting this one was because it had the boost um in a small enclosure yeah which i thought was really amazing and also has three different clipping modes and it has the uh bass middle and treble you got the three band thing so I was just like, that sounds incredible. Very versatile. versatile. And it has, and you, can't, you can't disregard the top mono jacks too, that's a space yes, too. Yes, absolutely. So something like uh, Mustang, like. Goes pretty hard. Yeah, I love that all of you guys have contributed your own parts to this rig rundown because it's it's it familiarizes the sounds that we all associate with the, the sure. music. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know what to play. Just play your music, man. Yeah, <laughs> play, exactly. Play the riffs you play otherwise. Exactly. So it's great that you're doing that. Um, so what's next? And then so yeah, it also has a boost which I will use, I, which can be very useful to also just kind of boost this sound. Okay. Um, but let's say Ian, I'm going to stick with Mustang for a second. There are a couple times where I really want to go big, and as we were talking about before, there can be kind of like the the wars between the guitars, <laughs> yeah. and where we're all kind of trying to get out in front. And this is one of those moments where. It's <laughs> so that I've I found that actually I had a kind of distortion in that place for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I just want to boost that moment. I just want to make it bigger. Yeah, you're getting bigger because you're Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> if he's the governor, you're the Lieutenant Governor. There you I'm go. Sorry, I just I like put that, that on you for Forrest no, Gump, I, but I did. I, Lieutenant I, Dan. It's not the first time I've gotten that <laughs> in my life. But uh, just going down the line real quick. So the fuzzle is kind of a new one for me, still figuring it out. But there are just a couple times where I double bass lines. Okay. And I want it just to be huge. Yeah. And so like in a in a cab, for example. Um, <laughs> Or, Small pedal, huge sound. Yes. Or, let's see if I can get this gate to work. Yeah, there we go. Or like in Boomer, in this, I go. Take that. Kind of shit. But, um, and I don't know, I find that kind of fuzz to also, there's like a playfulness there. I don't know, I've always kind of heard it as a playful thing. Yeah. Which can, in Boomer, is like, which is such a fun song. Yeah. I like what to that does. To let it rip. Yeah. Um, and then, so actually, the path of it is Morning Glory Architect, Compression, Boost, Fuzz, and then, then it goes up. to the M1, the modulation. Which kind of does a lot of things. It does so many things. Bart Tease, uh, is letting me borrow this, and I've found just a couple of presets that I basically like in um, Cosines, for example. All I do right. kind of this compression thing, the, like... some reverb to that make it that kind of vibe pretty soupy spacey spacey and soupy um and then that goes into this oh rather that goes into here the collider which are my main reverbs and delays that i'm using 
and that's all I'm working off of presets, these four presets. It's very, really useful, just like gets a lot done in those two. And then that goes to the DD8, which I, I had a DD7 forever, and then recently kind of went down and I upgraded to this, which I really like. Because I use it for like slapback. Okay. For like, let's say Mulholland, the. That bit? Yeah. And which is a great part that you came up with. Thank that. you. Love I appreciate it. that. But yeah, so what's cool is that I'll cut the reverb there. We'll be like in this world. And then the chorus hits and we're. Yeah. yeah, and that's another reason why I wanted the big sweep was for that part to really let it glow. Yeah, yeah. So one last pedal is, I, and I got this from Bartiz. I learned this trick from him. Was just the distortion at the end of the chain, which I I only use in Stone Meadows at the moment. But it's this. Uh, I was a wolf in the forest distortion, and so it gives me the ability to just make everything messy and fun, like. That does the trick. Yeah, does the trick. And the, yeah, that was something I heard from him and I was like, all right, I need to do that. Again, the guitar wars, you yeah. know, they continue. Dan, thank yeah. you for Bartiz so and Graham. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah, Dan, appreciate it. appreciate it. You guys stay safe and keep rocking. Gotta remember, like, I wasn't really shit until like a year and a half ago. Like, <laughs> I was just in my basement and then playing guitars. My wife like, do the dish, like, do some shit other than play guitar. You know? Now all I do is play guitar, Dan. <laughs> I miss my wife. I know, this is my wife now. <laughs> Don't you say that? Oh no. <laughs> I need to chill. I need to relax. I, I had a moment, just like, chill, relax. Um, this is the last song we're gonna play. Um, no, I, I have to say that, like, there's a way to make it longer, we all know, it's Nashville, you know, but, um, I wrote this song, like, for the first time when I was, like, 15 years old, I used to play it all the time, but I didn't really know what it meant, it's a song called Hennessy, and I ended my record, Farm to Table, with it, I wrote it when I was a kid, because, like, I felt like growing up, there were all these little weird stereotypes I had to get over, kind of to become who I am. And the hook of the song is, and they say, black folks drink, drink Hennessy, but I want you over me. Kind of to say like, I know there's all these expectations of like what a black person does or can't do or should do and shouldn't be doing, but I just want you to see me for who I am and like for what I'm trying to say. And I really appreciate y'all because you've done that and that's why you're here. So thank you very much. So this one's for y'all. I took three lives that I need 
Watching reruns that I believed Oh, I need mine Like I need Other places I could be And they say Black folks drink Hennessy But I want you Over me in the dark on a tree but these days we don't talk anymore we don't talk anymore I never meant to say this some days I don't feel like I'm the man I feel that from the bottom I know I do some stuff you cannot stand Oh baby And now I'm walking out the wash Alright I'm dripping wet and it's because I can't swim And they say Black folks drink Hennessy, but I want you over me in the dark on a tree. And still I swear. Never break, I never fold. Hold you in my arms, remind you that you're cold. Can't get a pain if I'm holding on to you. But still, they say. Black folks drink Hennessy, but I want you over me in the dark on a tree.
want to introduce the band really quick. To my right, I've got the Berkshire Eagle, Dan Kleiderman. Beautiful guitar player. Back here, I've got TK Johnson on the drummy drum drums. Kind of a monster for a 22-year-old. She turned 22 like yesterday. It's fucked up. Shout out to Instagram. Um, to my back left, I've got this guy. When I moved to DC, I was like, I need a bass player. Does anyone know a bass player? And they're like, the best bass player in DC is John Days. And that's him, John Days. And this motherfucker over here, dirty. Played in country bands with this guy, jazz band, everything. Whatever, he can do it all. Graham Richmond on the keys, the modular, and the guitars. And my name is Bartise motherfucking Strange. I said, I'm Bartise motherfucking Strange. And it was really nice to be here. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. And you know, talk to you later. <laughs>